Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Sabah al-khair. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmed al-Rimawi. Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English-language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, listeners. As good a morning as you possibly can have with things as desperately, desperately bad as ever in Gaza. We were told everything was in Al-Shifa Hospital. We needed the tunnels were there, everything, the command centre, the Hamas leadership. Everything was focused in Al-Shifa Hospital. Israel's had three days in that hospital now. We're still waiting for the evidence, Israel. I mean, you know, you've been able to manufacture consent for this war from the word go. Every Palestinian advocate's been demanded to condemn Hamas thus sanctifying white concerns that even the brown people condemn Hamas, so it's okay for us to execute uh, this operation and kill Palestinians. The 7th of October, as we know, is not the start. The start, 75 years earlier, complete and utter misframing. A couple of years ago, Uh, In the final stages of the Morrison government, he rushed through uh, with the security committee in Canberra the designation of the entirety of Hamas as a terrorist organisation. Previous to that, only the military wing was. The de facto rulers of Gaza, the Hamas civil society, was not uh, a designated terrorist organisation. With the implication of the entirety of Hamas being designated, what we have now is carte blanche for school teachers to be killed because they are um, they are employed by Hamas, the de facto ruler of Gaza. Um, and, and so what is now in some Israeli newspapers are reporting numbers of over 20,000 Palestinians dead. That's able to get passed by in TV, radio, newspaper ads in the mainstream as just a number 11,000, 5,000 children, uh, 100 UN workers, 100 and something medical workers. They, these numbers don't even register anything because Palestinians have been dehumanised and degraded so poorly. That's more than 1% of the population of Gaza. And to give people a, you know, some sort of concept of what that means to a population of two and a bit million when 20,000 die... If you extrapolate that to Australia, we're talking about 260 to 300,000 Australians. Think about how impossible it would be in Australia 
for 300,000 people to die, for any one of us, any listener now, not being having some sort of connection to that person. 300,000 Australians. What's most disturbing about what's happening in Gaza is as bad as the killing is. In Arabic, we have a, a saying, I was uh, reminded by Hab, who's, you know, camped out the front of Parliament House and has been since the word go from dawn till dusk, 14 hours a day. He said, They destroy, but we create life. Palestinians of Gaza, Palestinians won't be conquered, won't be uh, defeated. This operation is increasingly looking like part of Israel's three-state solution to, to Palestine. And that three-state solution is Gaza ends up in Sinai or somewhere else, and that the West Bank ends up in Jordan or somewhere else. And when I say uh, Gaza or the West Bank ends up in the Sinai or somewhere else, or Jordan or somewhere else, we're not talking about the geography, we're talking about the demography. Every tertiary institution, every secondary institution has been all but obliterated in Gaza. The primary school section, highly damaged, civilian infrastructure, terribly degraded. More than 50% of residential accommodation has entirely gone. But I want to talk about the schools and uh, in, in particular. If you're a family in Gaza, you might have two or three or four children. If they're in high school or university, for the next generation or more, for the next generation or more, they're going to have to be educated somewhere else. Now, if you've got a 12-year-old and that child has no opportunity for secondary school in Gaza, you have to send them somewhere else. Are you going to send them somewhere else without you? When Israel stops this slaughter, the world will come in and quote-unquote rescue Palestine, rescue Gazans, rescue the Palestinians. Not sure why they couldn't have come in on the 8th of October. They'll come in to um, rescue the Palestinians and there'll be a you know country-level intervention in rebuilding it. And the rebuilding process will have to be supervised by Israel because we've got to make sure that infrastructure can't be rebuilt. Those tunnels that we still haven't shown you about, the command centre, the three or four or ten Kalashnikovs that they found at Al-Shifa Hospital. We should just say Al-Shifa. Shifa means healing. That those ten Kalashnikovs that they might have found in a rocket launcher is evidence that Al-Shifa was the command centre where the leadership is. And I'll talk about that in a second, the, the most recent uh, most recent response by everybody's favourite Israeli-Australian spokesperson, that those children are going to have to be educated somewhere else. So where does that 12-year-old go? He might go Cairo Primary School, hypothetically. Well, are the parents going to send their 12-year-old daughter or son to Cairo Primary School without going with him, her? And without him or her and their other kids, and while he's there and that those schools are getting rebuilt and Gaza's getting um, redone, re, re, rebuilt so that Israel can destroy it again sometime in the future. How long before those schools and the infrastructure and the houses are built? We're talking a generation or so. Now, if your child has gone to Cairo Primary School or a man uh, primary school or wherever they might end up, for a generation, who goes back to Gaza? 70% of the population of Gaza were refugees. 
So they weren't landowners. They didn't have um, agricultural lands to farm. They were refugees in a refugee camp with no titled connection to that land, as opposed to the Gazans who lived in Gaza before 1948, who owned farmland. When when uh, the Nakba happened and those Palestinians came to Gaza, um, you know, they helped feed them and house them, etc. But they still owned the land and farms, so they were, you know, suddenly uh, in a class system, uh, quite up uh, affluent in that class system, and the refugees. Uh, were obviously at the bottom of that. Having spent, you know, a generation or more outside educating their children, who's going back if you're a refugee? If you've spent a generation in the West, perhaps, you might have got permanent residency or citizenship. In, quote-unquote, going after Hamas and making sure Hamas can't rule Gaza, Israel has purposefully, purposefully, degraded Gaza to a point that makes it un livable for a society, not uninhabitable, but unlivable for a society for the best part of a generation and perhaps two. This is a grenade ethnic cleanse. And I say a grenade ethnic cleanse because we've all seen, you know, those old World War II movies where somebody pulls a pin, counts to ten, and throws the grenade over the over the wall of the bunker and you know the grenade explodes. Well, my father was ethnically cleansed at the end of a bayonet. Those that walked too slowly got killed. And as long as you stayed in front of the bayonet, you were alive and you ended up where you ended up. Well, this ethnic cleanse, there are no bayonets. There is the grenade of the counter 10 and then it goes off. And the 10 is actually 10 years. And the going off is... You've been outside for 10 years, you've assimilated somewhere else for 10 years, you've lived somewhere else for 10 years, you've ingrained yourself in another society, culture, place for 10 years. Who's going back? Many, of course, will choose to go back, but many will choose life. And no one could begrudge a Palestinian who suffered six wars in 16 years in Gaza in an open-air prison camp and this most recent, this most recent slaughter and say, you can't go back. The stories are getting more and more horrific. Premature babies are now dying. You know, it's long past the point where there's any medicine left. But the world meekly stands by. Our politicians mealy-mouthed in their calls for humanitarian ceasefires and pauses. And why don't you just kill them for 20 hours a day and then give them a break for four hours, you know, like four-hour windows disgusting beyond any level of disgusting stand in solidarity with palestine this sunday with the most devastating attack ever launched on the people of gaza it's time for all of us to stand in solidarity with the palestinian people israel has waged war on the palestinians for the last 75 years the nakba ethnic cleansing occupation of the west bank east jerusalem and gaza Israel has now imposed a total blockade on Gaza and declared war, stopping food, electricity and fuel and launching an all-out attack. We have to mobilise to show our support for Palestine. 12pm, State Library, this Sunday. Rally to demand freedom and justice for Palestine. No war on Gaza. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter.
Palestine, freedom for Gaza, freedom for every child, mother and father, who are being bombed by the bombs of Obama, and bursting out tears while you're bursting out with laughter, freedom for Palestine, freedom for Gaza, freedom for every child, mother and father, who are being bombed by the bombs of Obama, and bursting out tears while you're bursting out with laughter, free Palestine, and lay down your weapons, this is for the innocent souls that went to heaven, cause what happened in America on 9-11, Happens in Palestine 24 7. Sing it. Free, free Palestine. 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 You might think carrying a weapon makes you tougher, but in Palestine, kids carry weapons to protect their mother. I don't mean guns or bombs, I mean stones. They throw them at tanks, but the tanks crush their bones. They shoot against unarmed people with guns and drop bombs on moms right in front of their sons. So why? Import Israeli products, I would deport them. Killing the innocent, I will never support them. The Zionists and Jews are different types of people. The Jews ain't bad, but the Zionists are evil. Even the rabbis know the Zionists are crazy. We take life for granted, but they're killing newborn babies. Freedom won't be achieved until they feel the same pain. Palestinian shower tears pouring down like rain. Every word is a fact, not one was an opinion. When I say free Palestine, I'm talking for billions. Free Palestine and lay down your weapons. This is for the innocent souls that went to heaven Cause what happened in America on 9-11 Happens in Palestine 24-7 Sing it free, free Palestine 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 Israel is funded by many including Obama Then they say that the bigger threats came from Osama That's not true, most of that stuff is lies They don't show how hundreds die overnight Can you imagine if that was one of us houses families all blown down to dust many being kidnapped and virgins being raped many have been injured but none receive any aid is taking a life really worth it for just some land those who drink from starbucks surely don't understand more israeli goods being sold means more weapons more bullets that kill palestinians every second freedom won't be achieved until they feel the same pain palestinian shower tears pouring down like rain every word is a fact not one was an opinion when I say free Palestine, I'm talking for billions. Free Palestine and lay down your weapons. This is for the innocent souls that went to heaven. Cause what happened in America on 9-11 happens in Palestine 24-7. Sing it free, free Palestine. 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 was free free palestine a ripping song don't forget tomorrow friends the the rallies are just getting bigger and bigger and you know i was speaking to my mother recently morning mum uh remembering just how small our protests used to be and you know often there were just six of us my my mother and father my two brothers and i and my uncle and to to where we are today you know tens of thousands of people on the drive to the radio station today, I was talking to a young Palestinian uh, who's going to be speaking tomorrow. Uh, she's a Gazan. She was there in 2021 
when Israel was raining down hellfire upon the Gazans, and she'll be speaking about that tomorrow, so make sure you come along and hear her. Um, and she said to me, I'm so proud of you for what uh, you've been doing. Uh, you know, I've got white friends, quote-unquote. I've got, you know, people who aren't Arab and aren't Muslim saying to me, this this NASA is amazing. And I said to her, I, I wish I didn't have to be amazing. It's absolutely absurd that it's absolutely absurd that um, I have to be the um, what I am having to be for our community because we are so oppressed and so marginalised, and to get the what she was talking about the lateral violence that existed on uh, my most recent TV uh, show uh, TV appearance which was Q&A um, for those that haven't seen it you, I haven't seen it I've only you know I can only remember actually being in there um, uh, I still think my best line I was talking to a friend yesterday at um, a fundraising dinner and I was talking about the show and it's still really quite surreal for me because it felt like it took two minutes but it felt like it also I was there for four or five hours I was so numb but the um uh, when Mark Liebler decided to talk about the OIC conference and that the leader of Iran, of course, had called for the wiping out of Israel, and I said to him, Mark, you know, we're not Iranian. <laughs> and he looked at me like there was something strange. Like I don't know if that angle got caught on the, the camera. I said, we're not Iranian. We're Palestinian. We just want to go home. That the message that I endeavored to convey was that we can live together, that Mark's children and my children there's no reason that they can't be friends. We live here in Australia in a secular democracy, quote-unquote, I think, is it a democracy? Basically a democracy, I'm not sure. Often how, how that can be called a democracy when we've had you know upwards of a million people across six weeks in every part of this continent. We've had dock workers, we've had health workers. A petition, I was in Canberra during the week, two petitions, 40,000 healthcare professionals, 40,000 healthcare professionals, um, signed a petition demanding demanding an immediate ceasefire, or our government calls for an immediate ceasefire. 80,000 others on a change.org petition, over 120,000 Australians have signed those petitions. More than 70,000 Australians have done the APAN Stop Action, which sends letters to all of their MPs and senators, state and federally, to say, we demand that you... Our elected representatives speak up in our name and say stop. Tens and tens of thousands every week. We'll have another 100,000 again tomorrow. Make sure you come along, bring your friends, bring your children. And our government still, in our democracy, still is talking about the pathway forward. The pathway forward surely in the first instance has to be to demand no more blood. And if we can't get that through what sort of country are we and to so many politicians who've made uh, a career uh, in politics in opposition who've told us they were our friends and and when we're in power well you're in power and for those uh, for some people you know obviously much easier for me as a, a Australian Palestinian a single issue person perhaps as an activist and a lobbyist in this space I'd, I'd hope that I'd have this sort of moral courage or moral compass, excuse me, to have the moral courage to say if my party 
if my party is this disconnected from my actual beliefs, perhaps I shouldn't be part of this party. Perhaps I shouldn't be part of this party. So for those that uh, are our deep friends, perhaps that's something you might want to consider. Most recent warnings out of the Israel uh, Israel overnight are now that they've got the command center and found those 10 Kalashnikovs in a Shifa hospital. The message now is that the Hamas leadership is now in Khan Yunus, in southern Gaza, which is where they told everybody to go. We're coming to southern Gaza. If you're in southern Gaza, move. There's nowhere else. There's northern Gaza and there's southern Gaza. There's the ocean and there's Egypt now. For those that didn't think that this was an ethnic cleanse, that those that thought this was going to be some sort of sophisticated military operation, like some sort of game they play on the internet or whatever, this is, this is not that. This is absolutely a policy in ethnic cleansing. They're coming to Shifa, uh, to excuse me, to Khan Yunus in the south. I want to speak again just about what this actually means to politicians that might be listening, to some media people that might be listening. I know uh, our adversaries in the Zionist uh, space, they listen. Shout out to you and your failing project and your failing work. Gaza 23 is going to be remembered for a long, long time. The ICC is not big enough. A special tribunal is going to have to be convened to try all of you war criminals. A special tribunal, just like Nuremberg. And it's going to start at the top with Netanyahu and work its way down. And Australian Israelis that are serving today in Gaza, just like uh, Australians here that committed war crimes in Afghanistan, we're going to track you down. We're going to track you down. Your Australian citizenship is not going to protect you. If you're an Australian Israeli and you are serving in Gaza and you are part of the war crimes, part of the genocide, part of the ethnic cleanse, we're going to track you down. Might not be me, might be my kids, might be Palestine Legal Center. We're going to track you down and ensure that you're held to account in an international tribunal and prosecuted and punished in international law. Because as a world this is how we're supposed to be treating war criminals. Not what you're doing to Gaza. Hamas absolutely should be pulled in front of the ICC as they acceded to in 2014. Hamas and Fatah, the PA, said, yep, come, we'll accede to the Rome Statute, come and investigate us. But please come and investigate Israel. Hamas accepts the ICC. It's Israel and the US that doesn't accept the ICC and the ICJ. Time will come, time will come. Well, that... Gaza 23 will be that pivotal moment. And the world, the global south. I was speaking to a barrister last night and um, she was a three parts colonized uh, person. Her father was a Punjabi Muslim. Her mother was a Sikh Indian. They ended up growing up in somewhere in, in Africa, I think Zambia or Zimbabwe or somewhere and now she's Australian but sounds British because she went to a British colonial school and I was talking to her friend who was a a, a fantastic Anglo-Australian about how they came to Palestine 
um, and and the Anglo woman spoke about you know her kids that she's uh, her kids are, are Hazari half Hazari, um, and then I spoke to the uh, uh, my sister my brown sister, and it's always easy to find out how people you know it's always great to find out how white people get to Palestine brown people we've just got brown empathy, and I and um, the, the white barrister said to me you know I then I said I said well like. All of brown place everywhere that isn't white's been colonized. She goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, brown people get other brown pain because we've all suffered it to different degrees. There's nowhere that hasn't been touched that isn't brown or yellow. That's all suffered some sort of colonialism from all the Africas, all the Asias, all the Americas, and all those places are crying with Gaza. All of Africa is crying with Gaza. All of Asia is crying with Gaza." All of South America is crying with Gaza. The only places that aren't crying with Gaza are these places, these colonial places, these violent settler colonial places, like the UK, like France, like Germany, like Spain, like Australia, like New Zealand, like Canada, like North America. All of those white spaces. Now, there are many within those spaces that are crying with us, but it's not like what's happening in South Africa. It's not like South America. It's not like Pakistan or India where, in fact, the overwhelming majority understand. And that global South will never, ever, never, ever again accept Western hypocrisy of democracy and human rights and international law and rules-based order. We are sick to death of your hypocrisy. We're sick to death of the energy and passion that you put into the Ukraine, where reporters, Western reporters, were saying things like, this is not Syria, this is Europe. They're civilized. They've got Netflix. That the death of a Ukrainian that was so elevated, and now the death of a Palestinian that is so, so oppressed. Palestinians stand as a bedrock to all oppressed people because of who they are. They won't be conquered. They won't be beaten. We need you, though, so make sure you come out tomorrow, State Library at 12 o'clock. Join us and tens of thousands of others. Join us, be there. Mobilize your friends, mobilize your unions, your workplaces. Wear a kefir to work. Put a Palestine flag sticker on your car. Make connections. Don't let that blood that has been spilt in Gaza go to waste. We need you now more than ever. Go to apan.org.au, apan.org.au to find out more. And everyone that's listening, thank you so very much. Uh, we really, really appreciate all your support. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Because the Palestinian fight isn't just the Palestinians' fight, it's all our fight, because it's a fight not just about land, it's about a fight for freedom. Everybody should be standing here today saying, Free Palestine. Solidarity with our Palestinian brothers and sisters on behalf of the Bumbanja nation, my people who've never ceded their sovereignty. We should be recognising Palestine as a state and recognising the rights of Palestinians. 3CR. Stay tuned, stay radical. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.